The following episode is brought to you by the generous donations of Elizabeth Clark, Daryl Delaney, Ryan Royce, Darren Katzka, Irene Viarito, Laura Pickren, Jessica Smith, Devious Pop-Tart, Natasha Rallerson, Richard Cree, The Cam Family, Charles Compton, Dustin Troop, Rebecca Miller, Edvard Arnoff, Michael Clark, and David Scrams, along with all of our generous patrons. D20 Radio, your gamers roll. Play podcast set in the Eberron campaign setting. I'm your game master, Eric. I'm Philip. I'm Trevor. I'm Randy. I'm Jeff. And welcome to the first episode of Campaign Two. Woo-hoo. And I can't keep my normal cadence of asking you all what happened last time because nothing did. Uh, um, we, we had session zero. I mean, we did have session zero. We did do a thing last time. Um, yes. Uh, so. Very exciting start of a new campaign, and we are going to um, dive right in. Um, so it is um, a a relatively mild night in the city of Sharn. Um, the town is quiet, um, primarily because you all are not in your normal district. Uh, you are far away from the the ruckus of uh, the taverns and the casinos uh, and the theaters. Uh, you all find yourselves on a sky coach um, with the wind throughout the towers of Sharn rushing past your ears as you head for what you have been told is a somewhat secret, if not relatively mundane, house Kenneth warehouse. Um, in the coach with you, you are accompanied by uh, your frequent companions, Kath, Sana, and Sigil. And you all are are descending towards the warehouse entrance. Um, so basically the job that you've been given is uh, you are being sent to this warehouse to collect a, a shipping manifest um, to give the clan. This is a job straight from the clan. Um, so it's kind of a big night for you all. Um, you are trying to get your hands on a manifest uh, for a large amount of raw material that House Caneth has recently brought in um, that basically the murmurings are that they're going to start ramping up their mass production of mundane weaponry, um, swords, shields, halberds, that kind of stuff. Um but um, anybody that is, has ranks in it, which might just be Hob, um, I'm not sure. Anybody who has ranks in Knowledge Underworld can give me a roll to see what else you've heard about this job. Is it just Hob? Sounds like it's just me. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Yep, go for it. 
Yikes. Okay. <laughs> so that is a success with two threat. So, um, Hob, what you learned when you were kind of um, just overhearing things, because you're you're not one to really go around poking and asking questions, um, but because of your demeanor, uh, people tend to talk a lot around you just because you're you're there and you don't seem that intrusive. Um, so you've overheard a couple conversations um, indicating that Boromar, the Boromar clan, is very concerned because word on the street is that House Caneth intends to use a almost exclusively warforged workforce um, for their new mass production uh, line, uh, which angers Boromar because um, it's going to put out of work all the hardworking smiths and skilled laborers that Caneth currently employs. Um, and that also means that there will be less um, less money going into populations that Boromar could potentially get money from. Um, Warforge don't need to go to taverns to drink. They don't need to buy food. Uh, things like that. So They Boromar, don't even do it for fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think no, nothing happens to them. They're immune to poison, so they can't be like drunk. Um, and so you've kind of inferred that Boromar is going to do something to stop the the shipment of this raw material from getting where it's supposed to go in hopes of messing up these planes. So that's what you've heard on the street. Um, presumably you would have communicated this to your team. If not, feel free to say so. No, I, I would I would have told him all of that. My, my question is about this the mission at this point that I'm not quite clear on. Yeah. Are we intercepting another skyship that has this shipment on it? Is that the plan while we're all no. in the air? Okay. There is a warehouse that um, you have been told contains the shipping manifest. Um, so, okay. Essentially, this is presumably the warehouse where the materials are going to show up or have already shown up. Mm -hmm. And you all, your job is to just get the manifest so they know what to look out for Easy. Um, is your job. Um, now with the threat, um, I'm going to say that uh, to threat, let's just go ahead and say that um, over your time in Sharn, Hob, um, you've, you've come to learn and respect the power that the dragon marked houses wield in this town. Sure. Especially in the circles that you tend to interact with. And this is the first time you've been sitting on a job that's so overtly going after one of the houses. You're you're invading one of their warehouses. And that kind of stresses you out. So go ahead and take uh, two points of strain. Okay. Jeez. Um, so I have a just a question about the nature of what's happening right now. Uh, which one of us, I mean, surely one of us has been put in charge of this task. Um, I would assume, or, or do we just operate democratically as, so as a, there is a, uh, a crew leader for mm -hmm. your, your intrepid band named Grum, who is back at HQ, um, AKA, uh, the bar that you all hang out in, <laughs> um, uh, Grum is a, a very old dwarf that's been in Sharn for more years than you've really been able to figure out. Um, and you're not sure if some of the stories he tells are intentionally obscuring how old he is um, or if he's really that old. Um, 
but Grum is kind of the leader who gets the jobs directly from Boromar and sends you out on these jobs. Um, in terms of the field leader, um, Kath is the one that he trusts the most. Um, so typically, um, the expectation is that if if things go sideways, listen to Kath. She's going to know what what's best, um, which is the the half or calf sister. Okay. But she doesn't like give orders. It's just when things go wrong, she's the one that will t- that then she'll go into giving orders mode. But right now it's not anything like that. Also, I ask with slight trepidation because after my conversation with you, I didn't put any ranks into it, but it is a career skill. Am I flying the ship? Um, either you or Sigil are flying. If you want to be the one behind the wheel, that's fine. If not, Sigil can absolutely take the wheel. I will say Sigil is flying because... Okay. Um, Sigil also does not have any ranks in it, but capable. Is he he agile? Yeah. um, Sigil is a very, uh, like, gangly warforged. Adept at getting out of trouble. Scout warforged? (laughs) Not even that. They have very little information on what their function was or why they were made the way they were, but it's very clear that they were not made for combat, um, which is very peculiar for uh, a Warforged. race of people called Warforged. So um, Sigil doesn't really have a whole lot of memories pre-Day of Mourning. Okay. But, um, but yeah, so Sigil is unlike any Warforged you've met before. Um, okay, so... Um, with all that information, you all are descending. Um, Sigil is taking you all down. Um, and you see um, two Kenneth guards standing uh, right next to a large set of, like, shipping-sized double doors. Like, not, like, a, a person-sized double doors, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Loading. Loading dock. Uh-huh. Um, so, basically, you all need to uh, just real quick... Um, come up with some kind of plan to quickly and hopefully quietly uh, take these two out. Are they, do you say they're standing side by side or are they flanking this big door? They're flanking the big door. Ah, well, then I can't just knock their heads together. What is? Well, okay, so so here's the thing. Um, just, we'll get into some rules real quick. Um, these two are what no, are what known as minions. So minions operate as a group, and when you attack them, you're attacking the group, not individuals. So even though they're flanking the door, when you attack them, if you pres- if you do enough damage, you would be taking out both of them. What is our? I, this is more a more formal term than I imagine is used in our world. But what are our rules of engagement? What is the attitude of our crew, and presumably more importantly of the Boromar? Regarding violence towards official persons? Um, it's a good question. I mean, in, in regards to Boromar, the only thing they care about is that it can't be, the, the blame can't be laid at their feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, in terms of Yerol's concern, that would also be great if they couldn't uh, wake up and point at you all and say, those are the ones that done did it. Um, but at the same time, uh, we're, we're not in a modern setting where they can take a picture or that there's like security cameras taking right. like for like images of you. So at best, they would be describing you. Um, well, I do all stand that to say, out. If, if, you're, if you're trying to ask, do you all like 
if you all don't want to kill them, there's not necessarily a huge negative to that unless a large amount of people see you. Actually, um, I was kind of trying to ask, will anyone be ang- will any of our uh, patrons be angry if we did kill them? Um, no, um, as, as long as it's a situation where it's not like murder, mm-hmm. um, where like it's clear that uh, these two would w- wish you all harm if given the opportunity. Right. So Kathsana and Sigil aren't going to, and those are the only three I can speak for, um, aren't going to cause a big fuss if these two end up dead. Right. Um, so, yeah. Um, now, typically on jobs like this, Eris, with, uh, being a ranged attacker, um, typically, and that's not to say you can't do what you want to do, um, Kath doesn't, and Kath's not a range fighter, so take that into account. Uh, she doesn't like taking shots from a distance simply because if you miss, then the jig is up. She rather, she likes to um, just jump out, rough and tumble, take them out quick and quiet. So um, that's kind of the the mentality. But mm-hmm. like I said, nothing's stopping you from taking a shot. Um Okay, so this we're not rolling initiative. This isn't a full combat. Just whoever would like to be involved in the attempt to take these two out, um, speak up, and we can just do some quick rolls based on what you all want to do. I can't do anything from back here. Well, like so. I said, we, we are rapidly descending towards them. So it's more of a figure out what you're going to do and prep yourself for when we get close enough. You could always jump out and land on them. Um, <laughs> or, I, I mean, uh, Hob could. Well, I have a rank in ranged. And I mean, and- you all could, could pop up out of the sky coach and shoot at them straight away if you want. Um, I mean, is there some place where we could land where if Hob wanted to sneak up on him, he could? So, no, like I said, this isn't like this is just you all are rolling up, hopping out, and doing something to take these guys out. Okay. I mean, I could cast a spell if we wanted to do that, too. Either way. Philip suggests, I assume we're discussing a plan here. I suggest that the plan we would make would be something like, I mean, we've got a we've got a big guy who's really good at putting people on the ground. Yep. I would suggest that uh, if we're approaching from above and we are in their blind spot, we get down and then Hob jumps out and takes them down. My thought was, if you fire a flechette and somebody fires off a spell while I take off running towards them, the flechette will get there first, and if it doesn't take them out, I can follow it up with a good big punch. Okay. And they'll be distracted. So, um... I'm not actually very sure Eris is particularly comfortable with just killing these guys because they happen to be in our way. Okay. I don't think Reynard cares very much. <laughs> um, okay, Bob has a so, job. Um, Jeff, it sounds like you're going with um, Brawl. Yeah. Is the skill you're going to roll? What's, um, um, what's, what's, what does Hob actually wear? Hob is literally just wearing um, leather bracers on his forearms and a, and I've forgotten the term now, 
but is the the skirt portion of what you would like a a Buddhist monk's robes, basically. That's right. It. Okay, that's what Hob wears. Um. So. Uh, while we're approaching, uh, Eris sort of reaches over and she takes out um, this tool uh, that she uses and she she holds onto Hobbs' wrist for a minute and she begins to sort of inscribe on the bracer. Uh, and I am going to cast the augment spell. I'm going to attempt to cast the augment spell, uh, which will increase. Uh, your attack or your your check when you when you make the rush. Yep. Meaning I you'll roll an extra, extra green die. Yeah. Awesome. Um, any additional effects you would like to stack on top of that, Eris? No, I think at this point it's already average, and I don't really want to push my luck on. Okay. On this particular in this particular moment, because if this works well. It will be great. Um, you could uh, use a story point to make sure it goes well. Sure, I will pull a story point and roll with an upgrade. Okay. Whoa. Oh. Hey. I don't. So that's just think, four successes. I don't think I get anything extra with multiple. No, you on, don't on augment. augment. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. So Eris sort of just inscribes these, and this sort of glowing blue tracery. Uh, appears on Hobbs' bracer. Uh, and then when she's done, she sort of uh, puts it away and just, um, I would say, pats Hobb on the shoulder, but with the height differential between her and Hobb, it's <laughs> probably much more the center of the back. It's just, all right, go get him, big guy. Okay. Um, Eris, be sure to suffer two strain for casting that. Thank you that. for reminding me, yes. Um, okay, so... Hob, you feel the bracers start to like vibrate slightly and um, you get a sense that like once you start bringing forward momentum on a punch, the bracers are going to almost take over and carry your arm with them. Um, I've given your punch the powers of kicks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so um, Hob is going to be making roll. Um, Milo, are you going to be making an arcane check to try to attack them? No, I think uh, I'm pretty confident in my friend to be okay. able to take these little guys out. Um, Raynard, do you want to make a range check? I do. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start off. Um, just we're gonna we're gonna do all the rolls and then construct the narrative based off the results. So um, I'm going to set the difficulty for Hob, and then I'll do the difficulty for you. Um, Reynard. Okay, so Hob, you get an extra green die because of augment mm-hmm. um, on your roll. Um, you are going to be rushing out and very like frantically trying to take them out, so I'm going to give you a setback die for that. Um, and that is it on my end. Would you like to use a story point to upgrade your check, or are you confident with the pool that you have? Because now you're rolling like what two yellow and three green. Two yellow and three green. I don't think I need to use a story point since Philip just did, and for a good reason he did. So I think I'll stick with what I got. Okay. Um, so it should be set up and ready to go. So All go right. ahead and roll. What? Oh, okay. Um, That's um, so <laughs> unlikely. Unbelievable. That's a failure with three success or uh, three advantage. Yeah. Yes, correct. Okay. Failure with three advantage. 
Um, so what would you like to spend the advantage on? As I was gonna say, before you before you do that, um, I think definitely want to boost uh, uh, Trev Reynard's role uh, nice. <laughs> with okay. one of them. So that's one advantage is to just pass a boost die to the next person to act, which mm-hmm. would be Reynard. I have a suggestion. Sure, I'll, I'll hear it. I don't know. Two two may not may not, may not be enough for this or not. I'll let Eric decide. But uh, since you obviously missed the punch, presumably because I somehow overclocked your bracer the wrong way, <laughs> can he accidentally punch the lock on the door and smash it so that the door is now unlocked? Um... I'm going to be a transparent GM with you and say that would be a bigger benefit for me causing that level of noise than it would be for you. Oh, that's fair. Okay. Um, Can he also put a setback dice on one of them for when they react or something? I don't know. Yeah, he can can give them a a setback die when they try to act um, if they get the opportunity to. That's worth two advantage. Um, Uh, Advantage doesn't recover strain, does it? Yes, it you does. can use you can use yeah you could use those two advantage to bring you back up to normal back, back down to zero yeah yeah I'm uh, just gonna do that I'll just keep it real real crunchy and boring with the first roll of the game <laughs> <laughs> combat roll of the game and I'll say give Trevor one advantage and I'll recover my strain and we'll move on from my abject failure <laughs> okay um, so you are within short range Reynard so that's going to be one purple die uh, for your difficulty. Um, you get a boost die from Hobbs' uh, advantage. So basically, he goes to punch them and misses, but the one that he went to punch kind of stumbles into the other one, so they're very well opened up for your shot. But you are kind of coming to a stop on a moving vehicle, so that is going to be one setback die to your ranged attack. Um, Would you like to use a story point to upgrade your check? No. Okay. So you could take a maneuver to aim, which would give you another blue die if you like. Uh, sure, let's do that. Okay, so you can go ahead and take a shot. Okay. Okay. Nice. So that is one success, one advantage, and a triumph. Um, Hooray! So um, the success means that with your... Um, well, Trevor, let's see. They have a soak of four, which means you do uh, four damage, which takes one of them out completely. Um, you, you dealt eight total damage with their soak of four. They only have four wounds. So you just thunk one in the chest. Now with minions, um, normally in combat, you can use a triumph to critically hit to add some crazy like detriment to them. Yeah. Except for minions. With minions, you can just kill another one. So you can take both of them out. Um, with one shot because of that triumph. Well, then I would like to do that. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, the way the way this plays out, um, so Hob jumps off the ship and tries to swing, but his overpowered bracer kind of makes him stumble past and shoulder into one of them. Uh, that causes him to stumble over and run into his fellow guard. Raynard pops up with his bow and takes a shot and sticks one right in the chest, which causes him to continue falling backwards, knocking him and his buddy off of the platform as they fall down to somewhere in the depths of Shard. Perfect. And I, I yell out, size is no ways matter, old man. <laughs> that was unnecessary. But effective. Um, as you all are having this back and forth, Sigil is already hopping up out of the sky coach. 
um, and headed over to the arcane lock um, next to the doors uh, to begin work on it. Kath and Sana climb out. Kath looks at you, Eris, and says, it may have been unnecessary, but sometimes makes things quite a bit easier. Oh, that's a good reason. In this line of work, you take whatever breaks you can get. Sana kind of rolls her eyes and says, maybe easier to get a break, but it doesn't mean we can't do things a better way, right? Um, now, with Sigil fiddling around with an arcane lock, um, typically um, on jobs like this, um, Milo and Eris, you're, you're also on that detail of our arcane things. So Sigil would presumably be expecting you all to roll up there for the arcane lock. Milo's on his way. Sure. Can three people work on a lock at once? Um, it's a big lock. So yes, because, um, oh, just a quick thing, because I don't remember who was present when I said this. So for like Trevor, um, yes. with Reynard being into like skullduggery, and this, mm -hmm. this isn't applicable to the specific situation, but just in general. So skullduggery is typically like lock picking, pickpocketing, that kind of stuff. Uh, because Eberron is a magically infused world where magic is a part of everything, including things like locks, um, it, it's assumed that your skill in lock picking also translates to dealing with arcane locks, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, so, so if we come across a locked door that's like arcanely locked, that's also something you could deal with as somebody adept at unlocking doors. Okay. Just like with Eris, mechanics incorporates both mundane and magical mechanical stuff. So basically something weird with Sigil is um, they are able to, um, under great duress to themselves, uh, they are able to interact with things created by the dragon marked houses in a way that the rest of you aren't really able to replicate. You're, you're unsure. And when you try to press Sigil on how they do what they do, the best they can come up with is they can see how the magic is supposed to line up and how the magic is supposed to work basically is, is the best estimation that they can make. This is manifested most in like a job eight months ago that you are all on. Uh, you needed a getaway vehicle and Sigil tried to commandeer an earth sled that has like typically only marked individuals can operate those because they're made by House Orion, I believe. And Sigil managed to get it going for a hundred feet before they passed out, uh, which, you know, normally nobody without a mark would be able to accomplish that. So, um, so that's essentially what uh, Sigil does with these uh, locks made by Kenneth is they operate almost as if they have a back door into the locks and how they operate. Um, so um, to get these doors unlocked, um, it's going to be um, a, so Milo, you're going to roll Arcana. Um, Eris, you can do mechanics or artifice um, for this. As you all approach, um, you hear Sana saying, I'm still kind of addressing the conversation between her and Kath and you, Eris. Um, and one nice thing is 
a warehouse like this just has materials in it. I mean, we're we're done killing for this job anyway. Um, and Sigil chimes in, is like, this lock is more. I'm going to need some help here. Um, so you both can give me um, your respective roles. Um, Eris, you can do artifice or mechanics um, since both would be applicable here. Um, okay. Do you have and... a difficulty set? So the difficulty is going to be two purple, and because of this lock being whatever sigil means by more, there's two setback dice on the roll. If anybody would like to use story points or anything like that, feel free, but otherwise you should be good. Ooh, that is a whole lot of success and a whole lot of threat. Nice. Um, okay, so um, Milo, Eris, you both come up and are able to... Um, Milo, you're you're being in tune with arcane uh, energies and things like that. You're able to um, assist Milo in his manipulation of the runes and sigils, or not <laughs> assist sigil in the manipulation of the sigils and everything to get this unlocked. Um, and Eris, you uh, additionally being adept in arcane mechanisms and stuff like that, um, are able to see when it's clicked all into place and you see the doors, the rest of you see the doors kind of ease uh, as the arcane locks that were freezing them in place essentially let go. Um, now, with all of that threat, um, you all basically, um, the way it was done, um, it was done very aggressively. And so the doors, when they release, kind of and like fall into place and create kind of a loud thud. Um, and on a job like this, any noise is bad noise. So um, so the doors are now unlocked. So you all can enter as you're, at your leisure. Basically, there's two big handles on them. Um, anybody with a, a bronze score of two or higher could pull them. Uh, Hob could pick them up and throw them off the platform if that's the route you all want to go with. <laughs> Hob needs a win. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, do you want okay. to roll to get the doors open? Uh, you don't need to roll. You're opening doors. Okay. Um, <laughs> so um, I just need to know who's going to open the doors. Well, it's oh, not going to uh, yeah. be Milo. No, Hob, <laughs> okay. is Hob is absolutely walking up to open the door. Sure. Okay. Um, so Hob and then Hob, you'll get one door. Kath will come up and get the other. Kath's uh, only about six inches shorter than you. Um, mm -hmm. So she's, it, <laughs> without you on a job, she's typically the tallest by far. Um, so you each grab and swing the doors open, and I need initiative rolls from everybody. Oh, oh. Lord. We have a PC slot up first, so somebody can go. Um, so you swing the doors open. What you see, um, you see waiting for you all, um, three warforged guards wielding halberds and a group of three Kenneth guards similar to the ones you just took out. Well, I got a handful of door, so if anybody else wants to go. <laughs> I mean, you could let go of the door. That's. <laughs> I can't. I accidentally ripped it off its hinges. I got to set it down first. <laughs> or use it as a weapon. Who'd like to go first? I will. Okay. Uh, and I'm assuming we're going to fight. 
the, these these folks do seem to have malicious intent as they look at you. So, so I'm going to take another shot with my bow. Okay. And who are you targeting? Are you targeting the guards Ooh. or the warforged? Uh, well, if I target the guards, I'll, I can get both of them, right? Potentially. There's okay. three of them this time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm going to go for one of them. Okay. So they're a short distance away, which means it's going to be one purple die for your difficulty. Um, the doors have just swung open. Um, so, yeah, that's your difficulty for this shot. Would you like to use a story point to upgrade? Um, yeah, let's do one this time. Okay. Awesome. Uh, that looks okay. <laughs> that looks really good, yeah. actually. Um, so that is two success and two advantage. So you deal nine total damage to them, um, which means you're going to take out one of them. Um, so yeah, your arrow sinks into one straight away. Um, he crumples to the ground. Uh, the other two seem alarmed and ready uh, their swords, um, ready to rush at you. You have two advantage. So um, you could use that uh, to give somebody specific a boost die. Um, you could give those guards, uh, because they're so shook that you so easily killed their comrade, um, you could give them a setback die for when they try to attack to make it harder for them to hit you, mm -hmm. um, if you want. Um, you haven't taken any strain yet, so you don't have any of that to recover. Um, or you could uh, pass a boost die in the sense of, like, the next person to attack those guards get a boost die. Um, could I use one of them for something like the guy I shot kind of fell on one of the other ones and like either lost his balance or is kind of like stuck on his foot or something. That That's a perfect use of like inflicting a setback die, like describing it narratively, oh, okay. like you shot him back into them and so they've stumbled. And so now when they try to gain their bearings and attack, it's gonna be harder for them to accomplish that. Okay. So that's a perfect use. So I'm gonna use one um, for that if I can. Well, that, that, would, that would be both. Okay, then uh, yeah, I guess I'll just use both for that. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Okay, so that is the first PC slot down. Okay, so we have an NPC slot up. So as I said before, Hob, they're going to swing at your head since you're right there. Um, sure. So the first Warforged is going to... Do you have defense of any kind? You have defense of one, right? Mm. Because of your robes. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to keep in mind, um, I know you're using your Cestuses right now. Your staff also has defense one. So when you're using your staff, you have defense two. So oh, okay. just keep that in mind. <clears throat> yeah, um, but right now. It, it's still strapped to my back. Yep. Um, okay. So their um, attack is three yellow, one green. Um, would you like to spend a story point to upgrade their check? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Let's, up let's upgrade the difficulty for them. Okay, they are going to roll. Okay, that's one success and two advantage. Neat. Um, so that is going to be six damage. Okay, hey, just, just can we set this out from now and in perpetuity? If you say six damage, we take our own soak away. You're not factoring those Correct. in when you say it, right? I'm not taking into account your soak. Okay, cool. Um, I will do my best to remind you, but that's a your job. Great. Um, just want to make sure. Okay, and what what is your soak? Two, three. My soak is four. Oh, okay, so you take two damage total then. Mm -hmm. um, for those two advantage, um, I think they're going to impose a setback die on you. 
Uh, so they like hit you with that. You managed to bring your forearm up to take most of the damage there, but it definitely rocks you against the door frame to where you're you're not in the best position to launch a counter attack. Um, the other Warforged, um, one of them is going to attack Kath in the same manner. Um, okay, so whew, that's eight damage to Kath. Ow. Yeah, wow. And three, so that's three success, three advantage. So he's going to spend his three advantage um, to crit, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have a crit three rating on these guys. So roll a d10 or d100 rather. Huh. Huh. Wow. <laughs> that's oh. a one. So, Mild, mildly inconvenienced, I think, is what that <laughs> result is. Um, <laughs> that's really funny. That's awesome. Um, minor Nick. So, Kath has suffered one strain. Um, as she gets a slight cut on uh, her shoulder from where the halberd uh, hit her. Um, next up is the last Warforge. Um, he's also going to come after Hob. Um mm. He's not going to use any story points. Um, would you like to, Hob? No, I'm not going to flip another story point. I'm just going to take my knocks. I know okay. what I've done. I deserve it. How many <laughs> bad guys are there total then? Six total. There are Six three total. individual bad guys and, and two a groups. minion group. Okay. Oh, I see. Got it. Yeah. So the Warforged operate individually. The guards are a minion group. So. Okay. Um, so, oh, oh. my. Oh, this is so very bad. So that's not nine damage to Hog. Um, two threats. So he's going to suffer two strain because of that, which since. So um, we're doing a really bad job of reading these rolls out for the rook for the recording audience. Yeah. That roll has four successes, two threats and a triumph and a triumph. Mm-hmm. The previous um, roll on Hob was, was three success and three advantage. Hob is you said that was nine wounds. Day. Nine wounds, yes. Okay. Um, and for that triumph, I think he's gonna crit. Sure, sure. Oh, my um, oh, oh, that's kind of the opposite of what Kath got. <laughs> okay, okay. That's a Ninety. Any critical injury I suffer reduces by ten per my rank of durable, and I have one, so bring that down to eighty. Okay. Cool. Um, overpowered. Uh, th- so mark that this is an average level critical threat because that relates to healing it. So. Um, overpowered. Um, the target leaves themselves open, and the attacker may immediately attempt another attack against them as an incidental, using the exact same pool as the original attack. Oh, that's so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as bad as a ninety. Um, <laughs> okay, so that would be <laughs> four successes. Um, you have a six soak. Nope. I have a four soak. Four soak. How many wounds are you currently at? How many wounds am I taking, Eric? Nine. I oh. am on the ground. Genesis is fun. Oh Genesis is a fun game where I'm already knocked out. Oh my gosh. That's so bad. Oh my gosh, this is so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. So what happens is I fall like a giant sack of potatoes what? onto the ground. I open the door. And I get hit so hard twice that your giant falls to the ground. 
and Milo's eyes are as big as saucers. Because he is not used to seeing that at all. Yeah. Um, we did not establish the sort of character I meant to play here in this first fight. <laughs> gotta tell you. And this might be the um, first time the group has seen Reynard look concerned. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is definitely the worst a job has ever started for you all. Um, now it's time for the minion group. So they're going to go after... Um, <laughs> they're just going to start kicking Hob. Just going to start <laughs> spitting on him and kicking him. He's on the ground. Um, so they have a setback die thanks to Reynard's attack. Um, and they're going to rush up and try to hit Reynard since he is clearly um, a big threat to no, them. I'm nice. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so since there's three of them, um, that's going to be one green and two yellow. No, I killed one. Oh, right. Thank you. That You're is welcome. one yellow, two green. Okay. So that is a failure with two advantage, Reynard. So they do not hit you. Aha. Um, so you managed to nimbly dodge out of the way. Oh, you have um, defense also, so they should have rolled an additional um, black die because of nimble for being an elf. Um, so I'll go ahead and roll that on its own. It's blank, so that didn't do you any good. <laughs> um, but they're scared of you because of what you did to their friend, uh, and so they don't they don't land a, a hit on you with the two advantage. Um, they are going to, because they're up on you with their swords, they're going to impose a setback die just because they've got you kind of having to, to dodge and defend. You're not in the best position to attack. Okay. Um, okay, so next PC is up. Um, so if I recall correctly, uh, Reynard, you um, being a bard could cast heal on Hob to get him back on his feet if you wanted to do that. Hasn't Reynard um, already gone? No, Reynard... Oh yeah, Reynard went. As yeah, Reynard shot an MC. Right. Um, so I, <clears throat> I hate to be this person, but I doesn't Hob now suffer a third critical injury uh, as he goes unconscious? Isn't that cool? Cool. So <laughs> roll to sixty-six. It's reduced thanks to durable. However, because you already have one critical hit on you, it is bumped up by ten, so it stays at a sixty-six. Um, scattered senses. Target removes all boost die from skill checks until this critical injury is healed. So, well, I won't be doing much, so that seems <laughs> fine. Okay, um, now you all do know um, that Hob does keep on his person a healing elixir, so um, you could go use your action to administer that to him. Um, but, or you could do whatever you want to do, just providing that insight because you all don't know what equipment he has. So that's true. Um, yeah, what is so it? I have two that? herbs of healing. Is that what they are? I changed it because I realized herbs of healing don't do what I thought they did. Okay. Uh, healing elixir is what I meant to give you. So gotcha, you have gotcha, two gotcha. healing elixirs. I mean, that that's so. probably what Milo would do. Okay. Um, and Milo, you're not engaged with anybody yet, so you can just scamper up um, and, and do that. Um, that would just be your full turn to take your maneuver to get to him and then your action to administer the healing elixir. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, that's his guy, so he's definitely gonna okay. run up there and do that. Okay, so um, that gets you, um, that heals five wounds for you, um, Hob. Okay. So you are conscious again. Um, and that is it for Milo's turn. Another PC turn. So we have uh, Hob or Eris still yet to go. Oh, and Hob is going to absolutely destroy one of these warforged. <laughs> yeah, as okay. soon as he's as soon as he's back come on. Come on, his Hob. Feet. 
Okay. Get up, Bob. So yeah, you can use your maneuver to move up from prone um, and make your check. Okay, so maneuver up from oh, prone. Oh, let me set your difficulty. Um, you have one setback die from the threat or from the advantage on an earlier attack. Um, you cannot benefit from any boost die on the check. Mm -hmm. um, so would you like to use a story point to upgrade? Yeah, I am going to. Okay, I got it on my end. So go for it. Okay, so the one that the the one that dealt the final blow to me that yeah my temporary uh, unconsciousness is the one that I'm swinging at. Yeah, uh, you unbelievable. Are, you are still upgraded. Uh, you are still augmented. You should roll, be rolling an extra. Oh, sorry, an Look, extra green. Uh, here, I'll take care of that, Jeff. I'll just make a pool with one green and roll it and see. Okay, so failure with three advantage. So you're you're still seeing stars a little bit, um, having been uh, knocked on your butt, um, but you do have three advantage to use. What would you like to do with them? You know, I have a question okay. uh, that I just thought of. It's, it's not really apropos of this moment, but I do want to know. What is my equivalent of <clears throat> using too strained to aim? Can we, is there something for that with somebody who does not use ranged weapons? They can like an, I can yeah. get a boost down the road. With me, with melee checks, you can absolutely use aim. That's oh, you're oh, just okay. take, taking a moment to make sure your 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 punch is landing right where you want it to. Okay, it, that just occurred to me because I would like to certainly pass a boost die on uh, to Eris, and that made me think of aiming, and that's all. So, um, okay, I you you can absolutely pass a boost die on to Eris. Um, and and do something with two. I was going to say, if you want to use all three uh -huh. on a single thing, um, I would let you, just because you're kind of a uh, prickly situation, um, I would let you use your other healing elixir right now using all three advantage if you want. Well, then, yeah, absolutely. I want to do that. Oh, wow. Okay, so that, because it's your second one of the day, that only heals four wounds. So you now are down nine right. wounds total. So um, that, That's great. <laughs> Okay, um, so that is Hobbs' turn. So we're now on to Eris is the last PC to act. So Eris, what would you like to do? Uh, did, all right, so Hobb didn't successfully hurt anything. Um, okay, so, so. You have the, the minion group up on Reynard trying mm -hmm. to attack him, and then you have the three Warforged in the doorway. Okay, so the minion group have come out to attack us, yes. and the three Warforged are in the doorway. Uh, boy um <clears throat> okay uh, I mean it feels early to do this but everything's going horrifyingly wrong uh so Eris um seeing Hob go down like just Eric just sort of panics for a moment um and then sort of reaches down under her her big sort of olive green coat that she wears and brings up this weapon um, which uh, you know, resembles kind of a, a rifle with a, a cylinder magazine. Uh, and as she does, she sort of thrums her, her thumb along this set of, of jade uh, crystals that are worked along the, the stock. Um, and they start to glow. And I'm going to activate the gun. You're going to uh, activate signature uh, weapon? Yeah, I'm going to activate okay. signature weapon. Um, and so that's two story points. That's two story points. And I will, <clears throat> as an incidental, 
I will move one of your story points over to ours with my human ability, just so that we are not without story points. Okay. I mean, I will I will be using them so I can get more to you all, but yes, that's fine. Uh, so we're down to one. Um, and so the, the cylinder sort of rotates and there's this crackling of electrical energy along the barrel. Uh, and I'm going to shoot at the center wharf of the three warforged in the door. Okay. Um, Let me set the difficulty. You're at medium range, or you're at short range, so that would be one cool. purple. Um, uh, I'm going to go ahead and use a story point to upgrade that to a red. And I I would like to aim also, uh, which probably okay. I think that will cost me two strain because it would be a maneuver to pull the weapon up. That's Since correct. I did not declare that she had done that already. Uh, which, there, there, there's my stream. All right. Okay, so, so I, I have I ready. one boost die. Yes. One red die is your difficulty with the um, upgrade from mm. the story point. Um, and yeah, you can go ahead and roll. Cool. Ah, okay. <laughs> no advantages. That's disappointing. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, okay, so um, that is three success that's, and that's one threat. 11 damage. 11 damage. Um, so, okay, so yeah, that Cinder Warforge just gets uh, blasted in the chest and small explosive round so just a, pops on his chest. Basically a, like a two inch long metal spike. There's this sort of crackling and then this pop and this two inch long metal spike is ejected at, ma at massive speed out the front of the weapon um, and just punches into his center mass. Okay. Um, yeah, and he, he goes flying back with a hole in his chest now. So um, that one Warforge is done. Um, I'm so trying to learn how long my weapon remains active. It is one round by default. So okay. until the end of your next turn, okay. I think. Cool. So I think you can do it one more time. Okay. Um, okay, so now it is um, your NPC companion's turn um, at the end of the round. Sana is going to run up to where Kath is with that one Warforge in front of Kath. Um, and they are going to, in a very kind of acrobatic, uh, somewhat impressive way, uh, Sana is wielding two daggers and Kath uh, has a maul. Um, but uh, Sana like leaps off of Kath's uh, shoulder uh, around to the behind the Warforge as she like tries to sink her daggers into like in between the plates into the wood fiber to like open the Warforged up to an attack from Kath. Essentially in mechanical terms, they operate as one entity. Um, so they're cool. kind of like a minion group, but not really. Um, so that is a melee attack, no upgrades or anything. So they're going to roll. Hey, that is four success. So that's 10 total damage. Um, so that deals six wounds. Sana sinks her daggers in and kind of wrenches the Warforged back to open up his chest and uh, Kath's maul just sinks into it. Um, it's still up though. Um, Sigil is has backed off and is kind of waiting back, cowering, cowering. Okay, so um, that was the last turn of the round, so we're now into round two. So, um, we have a PC slot up first. Whoever would like to go can go. Uh, Raynard took the first one, but if we um, want to switch if, that up, that's totally fine. nobody has any objections or has something better, 
I would like to cast Barrier on Hob. Okay, so you're casting Barrier on Hob, so the difficulty of that is going to be um, one purple. Um, However, you do have options if you would like to make it more potent. Um, So you are engaged with him, so you don't need the range upgrade. Um, You could empower it to where it reduces damage equal to every success you roll instead of every two success you roll. Um, Or you could give him uh, a second rank of defense. What is that if I choose to um, So right now, the difficulty is one purple die. If you choose to empower it, the difficulty would be three purple die. So it's much more powerful, but less likely to succeed. Yeah. I'm going to try it. Okay. So that's going to be three purple. Um, And I am going to spend a story point to upgrade. Man. You can do the same thing if you like. (laughs) Man, I don't want a hob to go down again. Give me that. I'm going to spend one to upgrade to switch it back. Okay. Um, Okay. So you're going to suffer two strain because you're casting a spell. Yep. Um, and um, yeah Yay. okay so that yes. is a uh, three successes so that means um, for the duration Hob and this is a concentration spell so Milo you can use your maneuver on each turn to keep this going yes um, Hob basically your your soak is upped by three now heck yeah or sorry by four because it's you, you succeeded, so that's one, and then one for every other success, so that's four total. Okay, so, uh, and you suffered the two strain, Milo? Um, yes, right now. Okay, perfect. Okay, so now Hob is rolling five dice for his attack and has a soak of what, eight? Eight. <laughs> yeah, you say Hob is rolling five dice for his attack like it's worked yet. Listen, um... <laughs> Okay, so we have an NPC turn. Okay, so the minions in front of Reynard are going to try to attack him. Um, so that is two green, one yellow. It's a melee attack, so two purple. Um, and they are already there, so they are going to use their maneuver to aim their attack. Um, so that adds a blue to their check. Um, okay, that's one success with two Ooh. advantage. Okay, so, um, Reynard, you are going to suffer five damage. Mm-hmm. But re- be sure to subtract your soak from that, which I believe you have a soak of two. Mm-hmm. So you actually only do three damage. Um, their swords have a crit of two, so they're going to crit. Ooh. <laughs> Good. <Rough. laughs> Eric, you broke it. You broke this game. <laughs> That's a four. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Where do I Absolutely put that? Absolutely unbelievable. Okay, so that's a minor nick. So Trevor, you suffer one more strain, um, or one strain. Okay. Okay, um, so that is the minion group. Uh, the two Warforged. So one is going to, t- to attack um, Tath, and the other one's going to attack Hop. So the first one attacking Tath. So that's a success. So that is going to be seven damage. 
And they are going to, um, the Warforge is going to spend its two advantage to impose a setback die on Kath and Sana's next attack roll. Um, okay. Uh, next one's going to attack Hob. Um, you currently have a defensive one Hob, so I've got that mm -hmm. setback die taken into account. Um, so their difficulty is going to be two purple, one black. Um, would you all like to spend a story point to upgrade their difficulty to add a red die in there or just leave it as it is? With with, with the soak I've been given, I'm okay with just taking the hit. Let's okay. save our story points. All right. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's I'm fine. Six, six damage. If anything, I'm simply enraged. <laughs> uh. um, so. Yeah, this shimmering um, shield that is sitting just over your skin that Milo has imbued you with, just the, the halberd bounces straight off of it, um, unable to, to penetrate. Um, it is now a PC turn, so we've had Milo go. Uh, who would like to go next? Apparently hey. Hoblin. Oh. I mean. Okay, fine, go ahead. Well, I want to stabby stabby with my daggers. Okay, so that's gonna be uh, a maneuver to get your dagger out. Okay. Um, and do you have two daggers or just one? Uh, you started with just one. If you spent money okay. to buy a second one, that's no, fine. But... Then I just have one. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you can go ahead and let me set the difficulty. All right, it is set to purple die. Okay. So that's a failure with two advantage. Mm. So they're able to deflect uh, with their swords your uh, attempt to stab them. Um, what would you like to do with the two advantage? Uh, pass them off to Hob. Okay, so uh, you can give Hob a, per, a, a boost die. I can't um, use boost die. Correct. Hob cannot use boost dies right oh, now. I'll take them. Well, then never mind. I'll pass them. I'll pass them off to Eris. Okay, so Eris has a boost die. Um, okay, who would like to go next? Well, it, it occurs to me that if Hob will let me shoot first, I have a chance of damaging multiple targets. But if Hob kills the other Warforged, then there won't be multiple targets for me to damage. I like the idea of you damaging multiple targets. Cool. I like the idea of Hobbs' current anger going unrequited because you take out the two targets and I get to really unload on the next fool. Don't worry, there's still there's still those minions around around Reynard. Eris isn't doing anything about that. Okay. Now, Eris, all possible targets at this point are engaged with an ally, so you are going to have an automatic upgrade on anybody that you shoot at right now. Okay. Um. So, but you do have a boost die from Reynard's check. I will also um, aim again. Okay. Second boost die. And the flechette launcher is still activated. Uh, so the, the cylinder is still uh, spinning. Um, and I will, the two warforged, there, wait, are there still two warforged or are there three now? There are only two. Okay, and are they engaged with each other? Yeah. Cool. Uh, I shoot at the left one. Okay, that would be the one engaged with Hop. Sure. Uh, all right. Do you have all things set to your liking? Uh, yes. Everything is set. Cool. Oh. oh. That is no like success. Four advantage and a triumph. Which is okay. one success, right? No. Uh, it, it takes that into account when it does its calculation. Okay, so you miss. <sighs> However... <laughs> A lot of other stuff happens. Love, love that I spent those two story points. Um, okay. This is the Warforged, but kills the minions. 
Um, no, because the minions are on the other side. Um, it was really bad. He really missed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you have any ideas of what you want to do with the advantage or the triumph, Eris? Okay, so so you're using explosive rounds. Yes. Um, so... But I don't want to blow up anything in the warehouse. <laughs> um, how about for the triumph and, and the advantage? If you want to use all of them for this, um, it's, it's viable since you would be affecting both Warforged. Um, you can, uh, like, so you, something happens to where you aim high and you kind of shoot um, and cause rubble and debris to fall down onto the Warforged and you're imposing a um, an upgrade on the difficulty of their checks to attack the next round. It's not narrative, but it is a mechanical boom. Rubble and debris from what? Just the the doorway, like, because the doors, like, you're not pulling open the whole wall. So basically you would have blasted the wood above them and caused it to fall on them. And it does what to them? It would impose an upgrade on their attack checks on the difficulty. Yeah, I mean that sounds that sounds reasonable. Um, the only other thing is, you all know that you're going to have to get into somewhere that they're holding the shipping manifest. So I was going to say you could have blown the back wall open to the office, so where you wouldn't have to try to unlock the door. Those are your options that I can come up with. No, I, I really think we need to get rid of these Warforged that have, we've been working on for an hour and a half. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm good with upgrading their checks. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so we have an upgrade imposed on both of them. So now um, that is... So, Hob, you are up. <laughs> okay, I punch the one that's been hitting me. Okay. I especially, okay. Oh, and I need to take my strength. There's been pain. there's been a break so. since then because we've had two people go, but I watched the 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 halberd just bounce off of me, yep. and then Eris's shot go wide, uh, and I just I just punch, I just okay. I just really punch. And you want to use a story point to upgrade? I don't. Um, I don't think I do. Not this time. I'm going to use a story point to upgrade your check. Then so am I. <laughs> I'm trying to get the pool in your all's favor, but you keep using one as soon as I use one. <laughs> um, okay, so I've got your upgrade set. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. You're good. All right, here we go. Finally! Nice. Yeah. Oh, hold on. I keep forgetting to add your extra green because of Ogma. So another advantage. Huh. Okay, so that's three success, just, three advantage. Just short of a crit. Um, yes. Okay, um, so you, that is a total of eight damage. So, okay. Um, you have three advantage. So are you they could trigger. Are they still standing up? Yes. Okay, then I'm going to use two of those advantage to trigger my auto, my flurry of blows. Okay, perfect. Do I roll again? No. Yes. You just, no. You just deal that damage again. So okay, double it up. Nice. So you kick, kick, punch, punch. Um, very nice. Okay, you have one last advantage left. So um, 
you could pass a boost to the next PC to act. Mm-hmm. Um, you could recover a strain. I don't know if you've. I don't yeah, have you... any. No. I'm, okay. I'm going. I'm. I'm going to pass the boost. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Um, Kath and Sana are going to keep working on their Warforge. We're going to take a maneuver to aim. Okay, so that is a failure. No success, one threat, <laughs> and a triumph. Um, so for their threat, they're just going to take a point of strain. Um, triumph. Do you all have any ideas? So they don't hit with their attack. They could knock their Warforge back into the other one and impose... I mean, could they it, essentially disorient them enough to give an upgrade? Can you pass an upgrade to the next attacker? Yeah, yeah, we could pass an upgrade. So it's specifically, just so we're clear, it's the next person to attack this Warforge. So not the one okay. on Hob, but the one on Kath and Sock. Okay? Okay. Um, okay, so we have the first PC slot of the round. So um, who would like to take it? Um, I mean, I'll shoot again. Okay. Someone's got something. So, which one are you shooting? Uh, or the minion group? Eris will see the opportunity and shoot at the one that Kath and Sana just knocked okay. for a loop. Nice. Um, are you going to aim? Uh, I'm not. I'm trying to maintain that spell on Hob, and the strain is starting to stack up. Gotcha. So I'm okay. gonna, I'm gonna not aim this turn. I'll just use the <laughs> upgrade. Um, I'm going to spend a story point to give you an upgrade sure. on your of course check. You uh, okay. Uh, and you should be good. So I'm just so I have this right in my head. I'm rolling two yellow, one green, and one red is what's happening here. And, and a setback Correct. because they're engaged, right? Oh, no. You're no. rolling... Um, oh, a purple and a red. One red and one purple because it's upgraded twice then. Right. Uh, then, no, I'm going to save the story points. All right, let's go. <laughs> Failure with four advantage. Boy. Okay. I thought there were a lot of ways this encounter could go, and this is... <laughs> I propose the, something. The darkest timeline. Go for it. I will spend all the advantage. Okay. For advantage, I will spend all the advantage. Is there, in addition to the doors that we have opened, is there essentially one of those drop-down garage doors, and I have just shot the chain of it, and I'm dropping it on the heads of the Warforge? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say blast out a chunk of ceiling, but I like them getting caught in the door better. <laughs> okay. Um, I will spend so, yeah. a story point to, to declare the existence of said door if you will let me use the advantage to... Sure. The good old-fashioned Rancor death. Um, <laughs> I'll go ahead and uh, take care of the points on my side. Okay. Um, okay, so... Can it, like, well, ping it, off one of their heads and, like, sure. ricochet, catch the edge of their fa- of one of their faces and just ricochets off in, into yeah. the chain? Um, so yeah, you, you take aim, you know, you've got it and you pull the trigger and it just ricochets and hits this chain for, 
Um, I imagine it's it's like um, it's not a full enclosed door, but it's like the security bars oh, yeah. that they pull yeah. down mm -hmm. when the guards aren't there, uh, just to provide that extra level of security. Um, and they just come crashing down. Um, Hob and Kath and Sana manage to sidestep out of the way um, as it crashes down. And um, yeah, I'm just gonna say the Warforged are taken out. You still have the minion group to contend with, but the Warforged get crushed under the weight of these. Uh, Eris lowers the, the lowers the, the flechette launcher and sort of stares for a minute and then tries to look really satisfied uh, about that shot. <clears throat> End of episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed the first episode of the new campaign. Uh, we realized at the end of the session that we neglected to do the typical thing that we do where we stop for the end of episodes and we just kind of ran it as a one shot. Um, so let us know on social media or the discord. Um, if you all like this format more by the end of the arc of just kind of having the story flow through with me jumping in to break things up every now and then, or if you miss the old way of doing it with, uh, everybody ending the episode together. Um, but yes, if you want to be part of the conversation, you can head on over to the Facebook group, uh, the Geek Pantheon. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at the Geek Pantheon. And we have a Discord, uh, the Geek Pantheon, which you can find on our website, thegeekpantheon.com, or in the Facebook group, or on our Twitter. Um, if you want to join that awesome community, it's open to anybody. Anybody can come join. Uh, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash thegeekpantheon, um, which has a lot of different uh, reward levels that you can be a part of, uh, starting at just $1 gets you some exclusive channels in the Patreon and, uh, exclusive, uh, content that's uploaded directly to the Patreon page. Um, anyway, uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we are also proudly part of the D20 radio podcasting network. Um, if you head on over to d20radio.com, you will find the best little gaming blog on the interwebs with new articles that go up daily. And if you hit the podcast tab, uh, you will find all of our shows as well as all the other amazing shows on the network, including Don't Despair, which is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Genesis role-playing game. Um, it is a really fun uh, show covering all things Genesis, which is the new system that we're using for this campaign. And uh, this was a very combat-heavy episode, uh, which is fitting because Don't Despair's latest episode um, was over tactical combat. So obviously um, the combat that we played was very narrative in nature and people just kind of moving around uh, far less uh, tactical than D&D &D is most of the time. And Scott and Matt over on Don't Despair did a great job of breaking down Genesis for players that like the tactical nature of combat and how to potentially run that in a Genesis game. So definitely go give them a listen as well as all the other shows on our network. And once again, I'm your game master, Eric, and we will see you next time.